There's no time to waste. We not only got one feature to go over, but we got two, which for us, we didn't expect for the next episode. But here we are back on Inside the Show. Welcome on back, everyone. Appreciate you guys tuning in or watching on YouTube. Kooks, we, we got a unexpected big episode to uh, talk about here. We got the Negro Leagues feature, and then we got the gameplay feature as well. Hey, I I'm ready to jump right into it. L let's get to it. You, you ready for this? I'm ready, man. Let's go. All right, let's start with the feature that we got from last week, and that was the addition of Negro Leagues coming to MLB Show 23. Now, the feature wasn't the typical feature that we've seen in the past. They brought in Negro League Baseball Museum President Bob Kendrick into the studio to sit down with Ramon and the other uh, producer, oh, I forgot his name here, Kuz, because I've been uh, forgetting I'll find everyone's it for you. news. You keep going. I'll but find anyway, it for you. Uh, this feature, hands down, was probably, uh, in my opinion, even though it, it, it didn't have, I don't know how to phrase it, it just felt very informational. Not only that, the importance of this feature coming to this show being the Negro Leagues. And it was very more like a podcast type episode where we got to talk, well, Ramon got to talk to Bob Kendrick on his knowledge of the Negro Leagues and how to immersively bring it to MWB's show as the new project. And I, I was just kind of memorized throughout the whole hour. I think it went about an hour and six minutes where we heard stories, we heard experiences of why this is so important to bring the Negro Leagues to this game. It, 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 I was just in like kind of awe. I could listen to Bob just talk all day about this. That's the feeling I got. I really, really got that connection of what they're trying to accomplish to bring the Negro Leagues to tell me the show. Yeah, it was awesome. And uh, the other guy sitting at the table, his name is Jared Schiff. He's the senior narrative designer. Want to give him his uh, his props his too for all the work he's done. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I, it was really, it, like you said, it was a, a very different feature premiere. And it was, the thing I loved about it is that it was very informational, but not in a, not in a way where it felt like you were being lectured at all. It was very informational because, the people that are talking about it, specifically Bob Kendrick, is just so passionate about all of these players. And you can tell how much, uh, you know, time and how much, uh, you know, love he has for these players that are now being represented in, in you know, the MLB licensed video game. Like, it's such a big deal. There's going to be so many eyes on this. And the thing that I took away from it is that more than, honestly, more than anything I've seen SDS do is the feeling of pride that they have in this, the feeling that mm -hmm. they've really done something that they feel like is going to, uh, you know, make a difference, something that they feel like is going to be really special when everybody gets their hands on the game. That's that's really what I took uh, from it, because, you know, when you look at it from a, a gameplay thing, it seems pretty self-explanatory. You play these storylines with these eight different players you get these informational videos, you get your gameplay, but it it's just, you can really tell that this was a big passion project for, you know, Ramon kind of getting the idea out there and then seeing how it's all come together. It, it was just, it, it was really great to watch. And I know there's probably a lot of people out there that were like, oh, show some other new legends, show some more gameplay. I didn't think we needed that there. 
I think yeah. what we got was great learning about all of these players, learning about all of these new legends that are coming into the game and just seeing the pride and the passion that everybody who's worked on this project really brought forth. That that to me was really what made this feature premiere awesome. Yeah, it really did. And it, it, I even lear like Lawrence or as we listened, like with, um, I believe it was Hank Thomas, uh, Thompson, Hank Thompson, let me get that correct. Um, being one of the three that comes in 1947 season, um, once they start integrating into Major League Baseball, we all know Jack and Robinson being the first, but I never realized there was two others being Hank Thompson. And then I believe it was Larry Doby being the other player that comes into the season. So that right there, kind of like you're, I'm learning just from that, just from that hour sit down and now being able to mercilessly get involved with the storylines and then will be the show 23. I mean, it, it, the, the stories behind it, I'm, I'm very excited for, and just being able to play with these players is going to be very excited as well. So I, I I'm here for it. I mean, they showed a preview of the Jackie Robinson one with the story and talk about production behind, not behind Bob Kendrick talking about the story of Jackie. And then, the video that you saw with that and then go right into the moment to hit, I believe it was a single with Jackie Robinson at the time. Yeah. Everything about that presentation production was just top notch. Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, even down to the little details of having the players wear hats at the plate instead of helmets and, you know, kind of seeing like the, the baggier jerseys and even the, the new stadium that they showed off, like yes. all of this stuff, was really cool um and you know obviously we got more gameplay footage the next week with the feature premiere we're going to talk about but i thought that little clip just kind of giving you a little bit of a tease of what this mode is <laughs> going to look like kind of all the the details that they've put forth i thought was was a good move i thought it was just enough for people to be like oh okay i, I like that now I'm, I'm ready to see more and that's exactly what they did exactly and also with the latest feature they kind of confirmed at the beginning that all these eight players will be able to play in other um mm -hmm. modes within the show so that kind of hints that it is going to be dd however it, it ramon did make a nice little tidbit there it's going to those players if they make it a dd i feel like it's going to be based on that story because he, he did make like a little tidbit that it would be based on that those storylines that you play in um that particular mode yeah i think he mentioned i think specifically with jackie robinson because they said you know we have eight negro league legends coming into the game yep. but one of them is jackie robinson so everybody's like oh he's already in the game but ramon made it clear that this is a different version of jackie robinson this is you know i'm sure we'll still get a dodgers jackie robinson at some point but like this specific Jackie Robinson is it's not the the traditional one that you know you might normally see so curious how that's gonna look um especially I, I, with a I, guy I like I do yeah I, it he might be shortstop that would be cool that would be because, a cool change um friend of the show Matthias White who's always been um preaching that get Negro Leagues in in a game he actually made a tweet earlier today because of that pivot and indicating that Jackie Robinson hit 375 at shortstop for the Monarchs wow. at that time. So could we actually see Jackie making his way in the, being a top shortstop in the game? 
this year, being that Honus Wagner type, but maybe I don't know more flexible. Actually, Honus is so versatile as is. Maybe <laughs> one one A one B type of thing with him and Jack. That is if Honus is still in the game, of course. But yeah, still, that's 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 gonna be interesting to see. And um, yeah, that 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 makes me excited. Now, um, let me let me ask you a question, Scuffy, from this feature premiere and all the things we've learned about all these players, which player mm -hmm. stands out to you as the one that you'd be most excited to use in a Diamond Dynasty setting? Oh, it's still Donald. Hands down. Really? Yeah. I mean, we talked about him last episode. I mean, 14 no-hitters is nothing. I mean, oh, yeah. you don't see that. You really don't see that. And I, I, I'm very excited to see how he, how he does in... Um, in the game so it's still donaston for me what about gotcha. you um i think it was uh martin dehigo the guy who can play literally every position on the field Ooh, uh, okay. that especially with what they talked about with like two-way functionality which we'll get into a little bit later yo i don't know <laughs> like I, that i can't even i can't even picture in my head how that that card is going to be used in diamond dynasty. If he can play literally everywhere, like that's kind of ridiculous, but I love it. So that he's, he's the guy right now that I'm probably the most excited to, to try out in online. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I can't wait to see more that comes out from this. As we move on to get to movie show 23, maybe get a little bit more tidbits of a storyline and see the moments, maybe see a path to leading up on, what what achievement you get after, especially if it they bring it to DD or not. Um, there's a lot of things that I'm excited for about this mode, and not from this year. The years, I think they say they had a five year contract, and they even mentioned in the in the feature period that Ramon was talking to uh, Jeter about it, and Jeter was like, oh, I don't know if you have enough time to talk about this. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah. Oh, sorry, to cut you off, but. No, no, you're good. I wasn't going to say anything. You're good. I, I was going to um, leave that the piece where, I mean, it's kind of been broadcast that the future premiere is just shout out to Ramon. You see how yep. passionate he was about this project. I, it, it probably to get that initiative into LMB's show, he was probably the main person to get that going and um, to finally see it come fruition. And it, 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 it's, it's awesome to see. Awesome to see just everyone, not just within the community, just everyone that's part of this is very excited. And uh, yeah, we can't wait and we appreciate it to finally be able to play with these players in the MLB show. Yeah, I mean, I, I know you know, anytime you work for a long period of time about a, on, on a project you're passionate about and you finally get to the finish line and you finally, you know, get to... to you know show it off or or whatever it is like it's a very special feeling and for ramon being able to kind of get the ball rolling on this thing and then uh have this come out and also get the reception that it's got from across the community like it's it's universally loved um like that's got to be a really special feeling so of course big shout out to ramon uh awesome job getting this started uh big shout out to bob kendrick jared schiff all the guys working on this like just Really, really great feature that I am really excited to play. And as someone who pretty much only plays Diamond Dynasty, I'm already thinking about how uh, what storyline I'm going to be going after first. Uh, it's just, you know, it's it's a cool mode. It's a cool idea. And it's it's a pretty important step for not only MLB The Show, but just baseball in general. Yeah, couldn't say it better. 
time and uh, can't wait to see more of that. Uh, also, as we get those new legends in the game, um, we also got a legend reveal as well this week. This week was filled with everything here, Cooks. We, we, they, they, they posted last week that uh, I think it was last Friday that we're getting a legend reveal on Monday. And then Tuesday was going to be the future premiere. And then today, as we're recording, the tech test comes out right now. And mm -hmm. we got a new legend. Well, I will say more so returning legend. Well, actually, he is a new legend because he never retired was uh, in the game before. So, yeah, new legend. And it was second baseman Ian Kingsler, who yep. we've seen in DDs from the start until I believe he too retired in 19. Yeah. It was 19 or 20. I think it was, it was 19. Yeah, 19. Um, but he's been in this game for quite a while uh, beforehand. It's been three, four years now. And he's always been one of the community favorites just due to his two-handed quick swing of his. Me personally, I never do good with him, but I know how much players love to use him. So I, I, I got to ask you from the start, from the one to five scale, how does Ian Kingsler do for the, uh, I guess, first comeback legend that we get today? Um, I Probably like a two for me. Okay. Um, don't have any doubt in my mind that he'll be a solid middle infielder, especially now with all the different series of cards we have, like signatures, retro finests, awards, whatever, you know what it is. Um, like, the dude is seventh all time in second baseman uh, or home runs for second baseman. So like he's going to have some pop. He's going to be solid up the middle with what is it? Four or two gold gloves, four gold gloves, whatever it is like he'll, he'll be good. So yeah, as, as far as a legend though, <laughs> it doesn't blow my mind. You know, I was hoping for maybe a bigger legend coming off of the, the Negro league announcement. So for maybe mm -hmm. a David ride, a Beltre and a rod, somebody like that. But you know what? Hopefully that just means for me that I can only go up from here. What about you, Scuffy? No, I, I would say it's like uh, in the middle for me, two to three. I like me personally. I never really did good with any Kinsler cards. Um, so I, 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 I don't, I see the other excitement for other players that were good, but for me, it wasn't as high. Um, I think I'm on the same boat with you. I was surprised like they're doing a legend view like that before a gameplay trailer. I feel like something's up with the gameplay trailer or either they're trying to get rights or there's something going on because last year we got on the ninth and now it's February 15th where we got two feature premieres. Not only that, we got the tech test already on the way. And before that, I mean, I mean, last year we got the gameplay chair and then we were able to play with uh, Joe Mauer car, Murnok, uh, another legends that got revealed in the tech test from last year. This time we don't, I, I, but either way, Ian Kingsbury, he needs to be one of those. We were talking about Jeter last week, had to be one of the first 99s to drop this um, in like the first year. I feel like he's in that same boat. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I wish, I, I hope we get some good legends. And, and, you know, like you said, with the trailer last year, like, you know, remember the, the whole Randy debacle, right? Where, where Randy was at the end of the trailer and then the trailer like mysteriously was like, 
deleted or edited or something and then randy wasn't in there anymore and then everybody was wondering for so long whether randy was in the game maybe that's that's why there's something going on with the gameplay trailer maybe they don't want to have that same issue happen this year or something but yeah um yeah i don't know it feels weird that we don't have an actual gameplay trailer yet especially because we already have the, the gameplay feature premiere like you would think the gameplay trailer would come out first to give yourself with the pre-orders like yeah yeah you you had to sell the game right and usually yeah. gameplay trailer visually tries to sell the game or especially so. the people that are not like hardcore for us or for trying to get other new users come in or bring back uh other users to come in especially you have jeter you, i kind of figure you have a trailer by now exactly yeah it's it's a little a little odd um and you and i have both predicted that the trailer would come out if it didn't come out last week, it was going to come out this Monday. Didn't do that. So really kind of clueless as to when this thing is going to release. Maybe they'll release it even closer to the launch of the game, which is, once again, just kind of wild that they have feature premieres going on without even an, a legitimate marketing trailer for the game. Like, I don't know. It's kind of kind of odd, but honestly, who they knows gave us a glimpse. They gave us yeah. like a little glimpse in the beginning with the intro when we saw Jazz do the Eurostep and that, but we didn't yeah. get thing i like i was like oh they're going like when they showed it last like oh are we getting the gameplay trailer right there then and then they just cut it away but anyway we we should get it sooner uh, sooner than later i would figure but we still got the gameplay feature to go over and i i kind of just jump right into it because there's a lot of different things that we need to talk about today and especially if you're listening and playing the tech tests a lot of things that you're going to want to try out um, until the 21st, until the tech test ends, or even beyond that, because I feel like you'll still be able to boot it up and do uh, practice mode. But either way, let's jump right into the gameplay uh, feature. And before we get to the actual gameplay itself, they did give us a little like eases, even with Diamond Dynasty and then franchise. I mean, Luis kind of hinted at that Diamond Dynasty might, or I think it was actually Merca that was saying um, that he likes what, approach that dd is doing something he hasn't seen before or according to those lines and, and i mean you hear that coogs that 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 like my interest goes through the level like there see what that's about but we won't know until we, um later on with the feature premiere and there was also something top secret which they mentioned that they can't talk about either i i don't know we'll see what that is and then they also went with the franchise saying a franchise has a lot of updates including that will be draft that they already mentioned but off those two statements right there i know we're kind of like the stifling like a 10 second clip here but still that's big information right there to like get you wonder what's going on for 23 yeah uh they they definitely wanted to kick it off with a little bit of mystery a little bit of intrigue um and luckily for the diamond dynasty portion of it at least we got a couple pieces of information at the very end of the stream but yeah as far as the the mystery thing, like the the top secret thing, it, I have zero idea what that could be. I don't know if that relates to Diamond Dynasty. I don't know if that yeah. relates to another part of the mode, maybe like a, because they mentioned Diamond Dynasty and, and franchise. Does this mean like a road to the show revamp? Does this mean uh, something with like, I don't know, March to October? Like, I, I have no idea what it could possibly be. Um, but I mean, hopefully whatever it is, 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 something enjoyable so we'll we'll see i don't know yeah we'll, we'll definitely see how it goes and go from there and uh let's jump right into the gameplay and i, I gotta say 
the well, the transparency before we get into everything, transparency, what they gave us through this feature was really nice to see that we haven't seen before. I'm more talking about what certain attributes mean. Give it a little bit more transparency of, okay, you got this attribute. It does this, this, and this. I feel like that was kind of missing, right? Um, previously where we are kind of guessing, oh, does this do that? What does, I mean, they go over one, the biggest one with clutch, which we'll get to momentarily, like they put clutch all the way up, but we don't even know what that does. But anyway, um, still, I, I, I love the transparency that the gameplay team did with Ramon. Um, and going forward, I'm probably going to sound like a broken record on this podcast. So just, um, well, this episode, I should say, so forgive me. I already know that's coming, but who's just from that standpoint, before we go or anything, after hearing all that, did it make you feel more excited? Because you like to keep the even keel approach until you play the game, right? So I, I got yeah. to ask, where was the level from start to the end? Well, I, like you said, I always try to keep a very, <clears throat> like a, a very reserved mindset because I've said it in the, on the pod in the past. There's, you could say the best things ever about the gameplay and the changes you've made. You can make all these statements, all these claims, but until I get my hand on the game and kind of get to experience it for myself, I, I, I want to, I want to hold off on my level of hype or excitement. Um, but as the stream kept going, you know, every every change that they were making, I was like, OK, I like that. I like that. I think that's good. Ooh, that's interesting. I wonder how that's going to affect things during, <laughs> you know, the course of the year. Overall, every single thing that they talked about, I thought was a positive change, even if it was minor or even if it was something completely like just th that kind of turns things on its head. Whatever they talked about, I was on board with. I was thinking. Actually, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, you start with stuff like the throw meter, and you're like, okay, yeah, fielding could use a little bit of an upgrade. And then you start talking about, you know, the foul balls and how the PCI is shrinking, and you're like, oh, yeah, no, that I, that's what I've been wanting. So, like, every uh, bullet point that they covered, every portion of the stream, I was like, yeah, no, this is exactly the type of response I was looking for from the feedback of 22 going into the pre-launch and the launch of 23. So overall, man, this was as far as gameplay feature premieres slash streams go for me, this is one of the best ones, if not the best one that they've ever done. I, I was really happy with basically everything that they said. Yes, I agree. And it is a lot of things that we talked through 22. What I guess we picked at, whether it had been the foul balls, um, and other things like that, other topics like that. It was, it was kind of answered, right? They're kind of yeah. acknowledge it on their side, and they seen what they saw on their side as well, indicate how they felt and what they're going to do about it. But um, I want to jump right into it. We're going to start from what they went over from the start to the end, and um, they had the gameplay team with Kyle Saul and Connor Ryan. Um, talking to Ramon here, and they started with fielding. Um, the fielding attribute, actually. We're going to be going over a lot of attributes today, and they started out with the fielding attribute, and they're kind of highlighted. What does the fielding attribute do? Now, the fielding attribute is for non-throwing um, errors, and it's also for transitions 
and jump drive a uh, dump dives. I, I put if you, you guys can't see this, I put jump and dive right next to it, but it meant to do a slash. Uh, that's why it's dump dive. <laughs> anyway, oh, jump and dives as well. And they start out with the transitions in the outfield, right? Um, we got to see the different transitions, um, how a particular player will start his route when a fly ball is hit, but it be immediately, it doesn't go in and go out depending on his rating. It was cool to see, but offhand, just to knowing what this particular attribute does was big enough for me to like, maybe we should have known this all the time. Yeah, no, uh, the, I, I, so, so for clutch, like, this, or we want to go, we will go wait, straight wait, what, to clutch. What, 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 what I was talking about fielding. You? I was talking fielding. fielding. Okay. Okay. I, I got distracted we'll get the clutch. by that. Don't worry. No, yeah. no worries. We'll I got distracted by that. No, so fielding, yeah, with with like, are you talking about like the first baseman picking? Yeah, so having... the, it, yeah, it, it, the first baseman um, not throwing errors. So yeah, the way yeah. he would pick it, transitions, how he would dive. This is mostly affect like, as Ramon said, the Frank Thomases in the world. Yeah, no, um, no, no. Um, I I think that's that's good. Be or it's it's gonna be good, but also. Like there's gonna be an element to it where like you know you let's say you have like a really really good fielder over at shortstop right let's say you have Ozzy Smith just for sake of argument you know he's got that he's gonna have that 99 fielding he's gonna have you know the great reaction he's gonna make those those plays and he's gonna make those throws to first base but if you have you know like Frank Thomas over at first base that's gonna be a little bit frustrating because at the end of the day, the the I feel like the hardest part about that specific play is the throw, is the jump throw. It's the the acrobatic movement that the shortstop is making to get the ball out of his glove and over to first base. So having the possibility that they're going to not always make that pick, it's it's definitely a little bit more realistic, but in I just feel like that it's it's going to be a little bit frustrating at times because to me that makes it seem like that's going to happen a little bit more often regardless of the rating of the first baseman so like even if you have i don't know i, I don't know what what first baseman has like 99 fielding but let's take a guy like i don't know let's just say like a guy like Freddie Freeman you know he has some pretty solid fielding attributes mm -hmm. at first base you know what what is really the threshold where they're going to make a lot more of those errors like are are they going to be making errors, uh, you know, like ten percent more of the time, twenty percent more of the time? Like I know the the attribute is going to kind of dictate that, but you know, when I see something like that, that that to me is like a pretty big change. Um, mm -hmm. so I'm just curious what the rate of that change is going to be for those first basemen. Now, I'm pretty sure that if you get that green throw on the tough play with the new throwing meter being moved if you actually hit that green region, you probably don't have to worry about that. I would assume. Well, it, it, I was playing a little bit before. So the, and the yellow pretty much, if you get the yellow, it's going to be in the dirt. If you get on the green, it's going to be on the fly. So you mm -hmm. won't have to worry about that. So it's, okay. it's kind of like, and that kind of transitions into the new um, revamp for the throw meter accuracy, yeah. which they announced right after the fieldings indicating they updated it. Uh, the throw meter accuracy because everything just felt automatic. Um, pretty much didn't really have to look at the screen, screen a bit. If you know where the green section is, it's kind of just a 
a pattern that you recognize um, with your thumb by the time. I remember, I, I just, sometimes I, I just know where to press it at the same time. It's like a little game in within a game, but now it's going to be a little bit harder. And the yeah. reason, and the how they're going to do it a little bit harder is that depending on the play, the meter actually will get shifted. The tougher the play, say if the ball is in the hole and you're moving your fielder, the meter might shift all the way to the right at the end of the meter and not in the center. So it's no longer in the center. It Well, I would say it's no longer in the center 100% of the time. It'll still be there, be there for the daily routine grounders. However, if it's a tough play, it pretty much if you're moving your fielder, expect the meter to move. I was playing a little bit before doing solo grounders and then uh, balls in the hole. And if I move my player with my left stick, expect that meter to move. And to be honest with you, I really can't do, like, usually beforehand, I'll do the meter right away. Like, once the ball was hit, I, you got to train yourself not to do that because yeah. you'll get into the red. Um, yeah. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, and and I, I, that is something that I really like because, you know, fielding, at, at least in the past few years, like I, fielding has been so automatic. Like even if they shrink the region of the green to make it like a tougher, like perfect throw to get, um, I still feel confident in my ability to kind of hit that middle part almost every time, just because of the amount of hours and ground balls that I've seen, you know, in my time playing MLB the show. Um, but now that is a really dynamic change that I, I, it's going to take some time to get used to, but I'm, I'm really excited about it because fielding itself has pretty much been like easy, like in the past yes. few years. Like, I, I, I think that's honestly just the best way to describe it, regardless if you're playing on legend, if you're playing on beginner fielding is just pretty easy. All you have to do is just hit that green part in the meter and you're good. And the green part is always in the same spot with this new change. Like you said, you're going to have to train yourself to not just think about that middle part, especially with, you know, balls that you have to go either right or left to get even. I, I wonder if it even is like slow rollers and you're coming in. Will it still be yep. in the middle or is that move too? No. Yes. It shifts. It's okay. very, it, it's actually pretty fun to, to know that it like changes like that uh, dynamically. Yeah. Um, definitely it, brings a skill gap. Skill gap is just going back say. up. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. You you take the way. I, I was just going to say, yeah, it, it provides a skill gap to a part of the game that just hasn't really had one. Um, whether you think there needed to be one or not. Like, I still think the emphasis should be on the batter pitcher matchup. Of course, I think that's still the most important part of the game. Um, and nobody, nobody likes making errors in the field, especially when you make a good pitch to get the ground ball result that you want or the, the shallow fly ball that you want, whatever it is. Like Nobody likes making fielding errors, but at the end of the day, fielding is not easy in real life. And in the game, it's basically automatic every time. So to me, this is a really good change. And I, I honestly think, so Like if you have the green meter, let's say a routine play, you're still going to have the green meter basically right in the middle. Yep. And then you have a tough play where it kind of shifts all the way to the right. I almost feel like the hardest ones are going to be the ones that end up between those. Because if you know it's a really hard play, you know you can kind of hold your button a little bit longer to get towards that green. Mm -hmm. But if it's an easy play, you know you can kind of stick in the middle. That in-between section might be the toughest timing for people, I feel like. Yep, that and dives. Well, dives, like, you don't know, because it really depends on your fielder. Sometimes yep. you, your fielder could 
depending on like the transition and um, the animation you get. If you have a diamond fielder, he'll get up right away, and then you could just get that good throw in. If you don't, you're going to be rushing it, and then it might be always to the right. Um, yeah. And I, we saw that super dives are, are, are no longer a thing. No longer a thing. So. Which is, I mean, that I don't mind super dives that much. What mm -hmm. was frustrating to me was the fact that there was never any, like, there was never any difficulty with the throw. Like the only time somebody would actually beat something when you make like a super dive play is if they just had like 99 speed or was a really fast runner or whatever. But like player could have one fielding or 99 fielding. If you made that dive, your guy was getting up quick and ready to gun it to first base, regardless of anything else. There was never a penalty to the actual throw. It was just once you get that dive animation, you're locked into a good throw to first base basically every time, unless you miss it on the meter. Um, so I think now that that the dives are a little bit changed should help with getting, you know, some more base hits, some more uh, base runners overall, which probably a good thing. Yeah. A very good thing. Um, also notice with the dives, the ball doesn't vacuum every single time it like I was watching Gnome do it. And then I was playing my stuff and it was like 50, 50 sometimes with these tough dives, which makes sense. You're not going to get every single dive that's out there. And it's, it's cool to see that as well um but before we move on i do want to bring up the accuracy attribute which they mentioned so the accuracy ac um attribute will actually depend on how big your green section will be in the meter so just how big the sweet spot which they mentioned in the future is and uh yeah that's pretty cool to know i feel like i mean you always been a component of this but up the middle defense it couldn't be any any bigger than now Oh yeah. No, I, I, when I build my team, I always kind of focus on, on good, good power. I, I like well-rounded cards. Obviously your guys like, you know, Babe Ruth with the big uh, hitting and, and power is always going to be nice. But now that defense is such a big thing, especially up the middle, like you said, guys with good fielding at second and short are going to be pretty vital because especially with what we can talk about later on with some of the rule changes that they've implemented in MLB the show now with what they're emulating from real life MLB up the middle defense is going to be pretty pretty important so yeah the, the I'm I'm liking all this stuff with fielding so far I got to get my hands on the game and, and play and you know experiment with some of the things see what some of the penalties are you maybe even try some out of position cards just to see like how severe some of these penalties are when we're talking about these new changes um but I think this is a, a good change for the game, and this this hopefully will make you look at more than just the 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 hitting and then the fielding as a secondary thing. Like I think hitting is always going to be king, but like when you when you're evaluating a card and who to start and whatever, I I feel like fielding should be a good conversation to have when you're making those decisions. So I'm I'm on board with basically everything they've done so far with the fielding aspect. I agree. And couldn't be, like you said, I can't wait to try it out this week. And that we'll talk about next episode, how we feel about it. Um, if there's anything we would change or just give feedback in general. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, let's move on to the next uh, subject that they mentioned. And that was quirks. First thing, before we go over the new quirks, I want to mention that passive quirks are no longer a thing. They removed all of them, indicating that all the quirks that they we have now 
are going to impact gameplay. So like like say that's daytime hitter, or so on. Um, any any gameplay type of quirks stay, all the other ones move out, which is it makes sense. Um, honestly, it, it feels like you're just giving quirks to give them quirks sometimes, but this time it actually affects gameplay. And including that, they added four new ones. I'm going to read them off right here. Um, we got the pick up uh pick off artists increases success rate of pickoffs. We got break outlier pitcher loses less break when tired. Table setter performs better when no runners are on. Bad ball hitter excels at hitting pitches outside the zone. Vlad Atuve, you know, they'll definitely have that there. Um, but yeah, it's good to see first off the passive quirks removed and now added the new quirks. Um, especially I like to see that break outlier there, too. Yeah, no, I I I felt like that was kind of a a long time coming to remove the passive quirks like they were you know they were cool or whatever if a player had a lot of quirks on their page they looked yeah. like a, a a boss you know but um you know a lot of th i think the the biggest thing is that for the person that doesn't play mlb the show actively you look at a guy like mike trout and you see he has the bomber quirk and you're like oh yeah this guy's gonna crush home runs when really it's just a power threshold that gets him that quirk it's just a visual thing so i think removing all of the uh passive quirks or, or the ones that don't have any gameplay effect is a good move so now everything you actually see will have an impact on the field and it's going to actually make me look at those a lot more because realistically this year the only thing i really looked at was uh to see if a pitcher had outlier like mm -hmm. I, I would look every now and again to see if maybe a guy had like dave versus knight uh player or like uh you know how, what they're like their clutch would be like performs better with runners on base, whatever that one was. Um, I would, I would look at those every once in a while, but outlier was really the only one I focused on for most of the year. Um, now everything that I see there is going to be like, okay, so now I can expect him to do this, 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 and this, and not have to worry about any of the other stuff that might be crowding that screen. So I think this is a really good change. And the fact that they made some on screen display adjustments that actually show all the quirks in a much more, streamlined way so overall i think everything they've done with quirks is good and the new quirks uh they're they're, they're pretty good I, I i like what they're doing i like the table setter one um mm -hmm. and i like the uh or i don't know if i would say i like the the pickoff one but um I, i'm curious to see just how much of a benefit that is to have versus not having it because i don't really feel like people pick off all that much in online to begin with but i'm curious to see if now if that quirk is a is a regular thing if people maybe do it a little bit more yeah um totally and it's funny how you mentioned outlier see the picture i sent you in discord um look at how fast jacob the Garam was throwing in the tech test so far am i looking at 103 miles an hour right now scuffy <laughs> or am i my kind of just seeing things <laughs> you are correct this is a picture from the harpard uh community in uh member in this uh show community and yeah, he posted his picture. The Grom is throwing one oh three. Oh, it's gonna be a See, long we, year, boys. We all know that Grom has outlier too, so this is uh gonna be very interesting. See yeah, and actually, uh, how uh, that De goes. Degrom was uh, said Degrom might actually be a little little banged up right oh, now. Tight. Yeah, not news I have to worry about anymore, Cooks. <laughs> not for me. That's why I, I saw that. And you see the comments <laughs> and you see all these Met fans put uh putting uh that meme of uh James Franco and the noose 
the same first time. Uh, first time, yeah. <laughs> Man. Uh, well, hopefully he gets I, I hope quick. for the best, though. I really do. I, I yeah. do not want to see him sidelined. Him in baseball is needed, um, so yep. hopefully it's nothing serious. Um, yep, agreed. Yeah. Either way, virtually, he'll still, you know, kick our butt. So we got that to look forward to. Uh, let's get to the subject that we mentioned before, and that was the clutch attribute. It actually means something here. It's funny yep. because... We see how these cards got juiced up and usually how they got juiced up for 22, you increase the clutch, right? Or something like that to get to yeah. them the 99. And we're like, what the hell does it do? Now you finally get to know what it does. Well, they change it to know what it does. And I got to say, this is a big change. This is pretty damn cool if you ask me too. Um, yep. Clutch comes into effect when you have runners in scoring position. Now for hitters, um, Depending on what their clutch is, well, actually, let me say, for hitters, when when you have runners in the scoring position, say you have a 90 clutch, and then say that hitter has, for his contact against righties and lefties, um, 75 on both sides. That clutch will take precedent over your contact when you have runners in scoring position. Therefore, you have 90 contact for those uh, for that hitter in that scenario. That's pretty, uh, you know, clutch becomes, for hitter-wise, that's some important uh, attribute to look for. Now, on the flip side, um, you have for pitchers, when runners in scoring position, it will um, take precedent over your hits per nine. I mean, that changes a lot. Oh, yeah. Just hearing that. No, that's, that's uh, I, I I'm really curious to see how that works because now, once again, we were talking earlier about when you evaluate a player, you're looking at his, his hitting attributes and you're looking at his fielding or whatever. Now you got to think, what is that clutch? Because that clutch is going to show up in big moments. Like, yeah, a guy like Babe Ruth, who has 125 contact both ways, you know, that he's still going to be pretty good there. But now that that clutch is re basically replacing that, if his clutch is not as high, you're now almost at a disadvantage. So I hope that clutch, like, I hope they maybe rework the attribute to give it to actual players that are really good at, at situational hitting. But that is a huge change because not only does that affect the gameplay, that affects gameplay in big situations, in, in like game-changing situations. And then the same goes for the pitchers with the pitching clutch replacing the hits per nine. All of that stuff, is just is a change that I was not expecting um, because that that you would you would never really think that the contact attribute would basically like kind of go away in a certain situation or the hits per nine would go away. Like the fact that uh, they were able to code in an attribute replacing an attribute in a specific situation is honestly kind of crazy. So I really want to see how that actually like works out in gameplay because that is a, a change that I think is super interesting. Um, but you know, I'll just have to kind of, kind of, you know, see it when I see it and, and, and kind of experiment uh, myself with the, uh, the tech test. But I think that's a really like a, a, a cool change. Yes. Hands down. I am. Um, it changes, it changes up the game a bit. And it's another strategy to look at for going construction your lineup. Um, so it's going to be cool. There's a lot of new changes that are going to affect strategies everywhere to your lineup, not just 
with the clutch, but with other news that we got as well. We'll mention a little bit later on the podcast. Um, since we're going to order, uh, did this show a nice, cool feature, um, StatCast, where you could see the tendencies of what's currently going on in the game? Are you swinging at does this pitcher throws? I think first like um, two strike sinkers for his like hundred like say eighty percent of the time. You get to see that. Uh, there's other cool things of. I mean, the more stats, the better. Kind of this is baseball after all, where you know you analyze every little thing when it comes to any stat you get right now. Um, so I'm curious if that comes online too. I would assume it does. I would think so, right? Like, like I considering that hitter tendencies and stuff are are part of you know the whole feedback system when it comes to results mm-hmm. like I, I would think that'd be available there yeah i would i, I so do too. i do wish there was still a way that that could just kind of always be shown on the mm-hmm. screen maybe like in the PCI feedback where they have like the contact and the power and all that stuff maybe even just have like the icons of what the quirks are uh, kind of around there somewhere and then if you press like r2 or r or rt whatever then it would actually tell you what they are just in case you forgot what an icon meant um but i i feel like that would be kind of nice to have but regardless still it's it's a way to see them in the game quickly yep. um when you're talking about quirks and tendencies uh, i tendencies should be there too just with like you know kind of maybe dh shohei otani tendencies you know 35 percent pull hitter or whatever it would be you know yeah. I think that'd be cool to have just like a little bit more available, but it's still there. Either way, it's going to be easier to pick up on pitching patterns. Yeah. Hands down against your opponent. It kind of gives you that template of, oh, hey, he's doing this 80% of the time. I better be aware of this and then adjust and then go from there. Especially if you're like in, in like a, a crucial game, like maybe you're down by three runs, see what you're doing wrong. Get to It's all about adjustments, right? On the next bat. So this is how you make your adjustments. So that brings that little feature in. Um, I think that's pretty cool. So uh, next, the next thing, I kind of think I'll leave this one to you because you know how much you talk about or how much you've um, been wanting to see something new or just refresh or consistency, I should say, um, when it comes to feedback. And that's the swing analyst. You want yeah. to, I'll let you take that away. So, okay. So basically they, they made some changes to the feedback system to try to show a little bit more information and to try to put an emphasis on what the priority information is after every swing. So first off on the feedback, you're going to have the batter, you're going to have their contact power and vision rating contact and power against the handedness of the pitcher. Um, and then, so after a swing, you're going to have the swing timing show up first. So the, the, the overhead, the plate with the red, yellow, green kind of timing that you see the swing on that is showing up first. And then on the right of that is the PCI placement that we traditionally have seen. The reason they're doing that is because they made it pretty clear. Timing is key. Timing is priority. Number one, when it comes to your swings in MLB, the show, which if you've played the game, you kind of knew that you kind of knew that if you were, if you had good timing, it didn't really matter that much what your PCI was. We've seen some wild off PCI hits, home runs, extra base hits, whatever it is. So 
they're showing you that because they want that to be the first area of emphasis. And I think that's a good change because that, you know, everybody was looking at it backwards. Basically, everybody was looking at the PCI placement and then they would see the timing. Yep. But with the with the way that, you know, people pitch and online, people kind of just pitch fast. People want to get to the next pitch. They want to get to the next game, whatever it is. So you don't always have time to see everything you need to see. So now that they're showing you the stuff that matters first off or first and foremost right away, that's a good change. Now, as far as the, oh, uh, and, and another thing on the PCI placement, they, they took off that, that middle circle of the PCI and just have the outer inner and the perfect dot in the middle. Um, because they said when you have a, a center, when you have a, a swing that's in the middle of that PCI, that little, uh, hollow yellow circle, um, there's a lot of ambiguity there. Like a lot of people think that is a, I, I'm in the center of the PCI. Like I'm in that region. So this should be a good result when with how their game works is not always the case. So they're trying to give as, as little ambiguity as they can show while still having a lot of ambiguity because it is a baseball swing. Um, and then at the bottom, they still have, you know, your contact. So it's like weak. They have the exit velocity. They have the launch angle. All that's good. Overall, I think this is better because it does show you the primary information that you need to see first. And hopefully that will make people actually realize a few more things about why they got the result they got. Um, but I still feel like there's going to be a little bit of confusion with the PCI placement aspect. I think the PCI placement is still going to cause frustration because if you have a good timing swing and a pretty good PCI and it still doesn't result in the, the outcome you want, which is going to happen. It's it. That's how the game works. There's still going to be that frustration. The hope is that hopefully this will provide a little bit more consistency in the outcomes that you see and the results you get, because the only way to study that, and get better is if that actually gives you the information that you can use to get better. So hopefully it does all that. Um, I think it's a good first sign. I still feel like the PCI needs a little bit of work to actually help the average player understand what the PCI is really showcasing. But other than that, I think this is a, a very solid uh, uh, kind of restructure of the feedback tool. I think the things they could add to it would be the perks or the, the quirks and the, the tendencies somewhere in there. But other than that, I think it's pretty good. I, I couldn't say, but I like how we get to see the swing timing right from the start. Be able to see that. Um, Cause sometimes like you, you, I'm one of those. I forget to look at the swing meter beforehand with 22 and I'm looking at their PCI. I'm like, what, what, what happened there? Why, why did that um, go to there? It's definitely going to make, a, make it a little bit more easier to decipher. I think, yes. um, but like you said, we'll still see those hits. I think that's why they put the exit velocity in there. Um, even I think Kyle brought it up. If you bring up like that exit velocity at that angle, you could look it up baseball segment and the the multiple type of results you will get, stuff like that. So um but we'll, it's 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 a just a matter of time where we get to play. Um, which we'll talk about, I guess, next week. Yeah, when we play the tech test. I think all the tech test stuff. Um, we're going to leave until next week. Even yeah. though we see a few news today that I originally want to go over, I think we're just going to wait until next week when we get the full episode talking about the tech test and if there's another feature premiere as well. So we'll leave that there. Um, but for now, that swing analyst, I, I'm like, I want to see. It, it even, I, I, I just, I'm just 
you know, I'm itching to play. Itching to play yep. the tech test, see how it goes. Um, another thing that kind of goes hand in hand with the swing, I would just say with hitting, I guess, was the competitive setting. Now yes. they notice our rumblings, big rumblings, by that about foul balls, swing, uh, miss, misses, miss swings that are, are kind of not there because of the foul balls, and they adjust. It felt like they, it wasn't like a gameplay change. Felt like they adjusted or tweaked. Um, this is just my opinion. Uh, of the gameplay of the setting and the how they did that was make the plate vision 50% less than we see today in 22. Um, which brings up the question, is this something they could have done for 22 to help out this? Cause they didn't really say how much or what they did to decrease the foul balls. We love to hear, right? We yep. love to hear about the five balls, let's swing and misses more swing and misses. It just, it, I think that was the only change that was really done to combat that. We we don't really know. I don't know. That's what I was getting in Kooks. Maybe you got something totally different. Um, either way, you love to see them, especially for online play, when you're facing another user with the competitive setting, um, getting more changes to get that more, more where user input matters the most, right? Um, yeah. And I think they're realizing that with the setting. Well, they already yeah. do realize that, but they want to get it to a, a place where it is on that esport level. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's that's the whole reason behind the competitive style of play is that uh, user skill should help dictate more than any other feature or any other variable uh, who wins that game. That's that's the idea behind it, and that's the hope that when you play on the competitive setting, if you're the better player, you should be able to win that game based off your skill. Now, as far as the uh, uh, the foul ball stuff that everything they said sounded great, you know, 50% less uh, with the vision. Um, overall, it's going to be easier to finish off at bats when there's two strikes. All of that stuff sounds great. That's really the one thing, though, that I am not going to get overly yep. uh, optimistic about or, or hyped about because I want to experience that for myself because I, I feel like in the past they have said that they have said that. There should be less foul balls, should be more strikeouts, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I still feel like we've kind of run into the same issues. So for this year, I want to I want to hold off any judgment or not judgment, hold off any like feedback or, or reservations that I have because um, I just want to experience it for myself. If I play the tech test and I notice a significant jump in the amount of strikeouts I'm getting, a significant decrease in the amount of foul, foul balls that I'm both hitting and allowing it's going to be great because that to me is arguably the most frustrating aspect about MLB 22 is that it just felt really difficult uh, to basically finish off any batter with two strikes, um, regardless of what the pitcher's attributes were or the hitter's attributes. It just felt really tough. So um, yep. that to me is, is one thing that if that all turns out well, it's going to be a great change. And I think it's going to make this game significantly more fun to play. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things where I just kind of got to wait and see, and I got to test it out for myself. Agreed. Um, then, hopefully, like we said, next week, if we play enough, we'll have at least a glimpse of what we feel um, going there. Uh, oh, and yeah, just, just, I, to, uh, just to, to say one more thing about that competitive setting. Um, um, the competitive setting is in all Diamond Dynasty modes. Even if you're playing yes. play versus CPU, 
uh, uh, mini seasons, whatever it is, anything in Diamond Dynasty is going to be under that competitive play style. If you go play franchise or road to the show, you can switch it to simulation or whatever. Um, but anything in Diamond Dynasty is going to be under the competitive play style. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, good call. I completely forgot about that. So pretty much if you're online, I go to say, just online, yeah. don't matter against user or computer, it's under that setting. Um, yeah, that was a good thing. Like, it, it just the transparency of, like, even they, they mentioned, like, the weak hits, we should see less of, and so on. It, but I, I, I just got to play it to really feel that way, right? Um, yeah. And I'm, I, I, hey, if that goes all well, we could be in for a great year. Um, but the, the, the amount of stuff they're tackling from the community side of things has been um, quite great. Like, yeah. if you don't think they're listening by now, I don't know what to tell you. Really don't know what to tell you because they are listening. They see yeah, the same I, frustration that we see um, sometimes. And they're trying to make it the best they can. Um, so Yeah. I, I think they did a really good job at, at not only uh, addressing the feedback that they got through pretty much all of 22, but actually executing on it and, and showing like the changes that they've made and, and how they're going to play out. Um, which goes back to what we said in the last podcast, they haven't been doing nothing regardless of mm -hmm. if we got a patch or not through MLB 22, they haven't been doing nothing. It's not like they've just been sitting there being like, Oh, we're not going to make any changes. Like they've been working done. on all the, the changes that they've put, in here and now we get to see it in this gameplay feature premiere yep exactly uh so it's cool to see and we still have a few other things to go over we got shifts the they well i should just say they incorporated the new rules from the cba whether it's the shifts now we even could say dh as well um they didn't do it oh, i mean they already had like a pitch clock i mean we already know that if you're not putting any input I think for like six seconds, it automatically throws it. So that doesn't really need it. I think the only thing they didn't do was the pickoffs for game balancing, which makes sense because yep. someone could really be a pain in the butt doing that um, when playing. It just won't be a fun experience. So they didn't add that. But overall, the shifts and DH, universal DH, that changes a lot of things, especially, uh, I mean, in all modes, to be honest with you, especially in ranked um, BR. I mean, starters are now more, maybe more reliable to draft. Like, you wouldn't think to draft like a 99. Or, I mean, unless it's like Randy, I guess, last year in your um, BR. And now, knowing that he could go three full innings for you, I mean, come on now. <laughs> I, I, you would definitely be more viable again, those stars. Even the silver stars like the Dustin May and Moose. That's what perks my mind. Of course, I my mind sometimes always goes to VR. It's just yeah. the way That's I your am. mode. Yeah, that is my mode. So I, I'm just thinking of new strategies and then putting the commons. Could be commons back on the bench. But the high speed, better fielding, yep. late inning. So, um, but either way, it's cool to see that we got the shifts up in. Um, I'm very curious. And they mentioned it on the, on, uh, the feature here. I think it was Kyle saying how this will affect gameplay as well because you're not in those extreme, extreme shifts. You still have the extreme shift where you're not in like the grass infield. Yeah. I mean, the grass outfield, um, you have to stick in the infield. So I'm very curious on that too. Yeah. I mean, I turned off auto shifts this year um, because, you know, 
I felt like they helped me just as much as they hurt me. Uh, mm -hmm. So for me, it was like, well, why even have them on then? So I, I, I took them off, but anytime I grounded into a shift, it was, it was still frustrating. And you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a fan of, of, you know, changing the rules on the shift kind of like, you know, with the two infielders on each side of the bag. Yep. I'm a fan of that in real life. So uh, it's a welcome addition for me in, in Diamond Dynasty. And, and like, there's still going to be shifts. It's not like everybody's going to be playing right where they're supposed to play. There's certain rule sets to it. So I, I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be something that, that is going to change gameplay, especially when we were talking about earlier with hitter tendencies too. So looking forward yep. to it. I am too. Um, and then they brought in Kyle from, well, they brought in the other Kyle. And he brought a big news, not only one thing, but two things right from right from the red. He brought in co-op rewards, which we've been asking for, which kind of mm -hmm. makes sense. We were talking about this last episode where co-op was kind of like the base. They want to see how it goes before they put rewards. They even said that last year. And now we're getting rewards, basically like the rank season setup where you have a particular rating and you try to get um, the World Series, get the big reward. But now you get to do it with your buddies. And yep. this is big for competitive players, content. I mean, it's big for everyone. I mean, but I, I'm excited to see that how, if they do like, like how you do a leaderboard in co-op without not having like a club like we see in EHSL, in uh, NHL um, games. Because they do where you make a club and then that club is ranked the leaderboard or you can do stuff like that i'm very curious if they'll eventually go that route uh that route of creating a club and then whoever's in that club could play with those separate uniforms mm -hmm. and then play in uh co-op ranked and they'll share the awards route i don't know i'm just spitballing here but either way it's cool to see that we get co-op ranked and not only that he also mentioned that Shohei atani is finally be able to use the way he is supposed to be used in this game um, by being a two-way player where you can actually have him as a starting pitcher and be the DH at the same time. Not only that, say he, you don't want to be him the starter, you can use his secondary positions in the outfield and plug him into the lineup any way you want him. That's He's legit might be, and we kind of mentioned this last year, if they brought this uh, capability in 22, he might be the the largest live series player on the market for like the first two months has to be bigger than Trout. Yeah, no, I, I think this would have been cool to have in the game last year when he was the cover athlete. Like I think a lot of us probably wanted to use him the way he was actually used, especially coming off that MVP season and everything. Um, but Hey, it's better late than never. Um, I'm sure it probably wasn't an easy change. They probably had to rewrite how, uh, certain cards were be able or were able to be moved across your lineup and stuff. So, you know, if it wasn't in the game last year, it was probably for good reason. Um, because the last thing we want is for it to be in the game and be broken. Uh, so I'm happy that it's finally in the game now. Um, and I'm with you. I think Otani is going to be crazy valuable early just because of his mm -hmm. functionality and the way he's being used. And did they did they mention so like, let's say I start Otani in a ranked seasons game. And then I move him to the outfield. Do I move him to the outfield in my actual lineup? Or do I move him like when I'm starting a I, game? Do I just put him in right like from the bench type thing? Like how you just put him at DH, I think. I think DH, that's the okay. way you face it. Yeah, you just have to have him as your DH. 
gotcha. and then go from there. And then you could um, probably take whoever you want from the bench BDH and then put them in the outfield, right? Maybe? Pro- probably, yeah. Um, I'm way. sure we'll be able to mess around with that in the tech test because that was one thing yep. they showed off. But uh, uh, the other thing is that, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, when we were talking about the the Negro League storylines, Martin DeHigo, the guy who could play all nine positions, that's another guy. Like, is he going to have a starting pitcher card or is he going to have a position player card that you can then just throw around in the Ooh. rotation? Like, what's the possibilities there? Like, the fact that this is finally being implemented and uh, actually being, you know, used the way it's supposed to be used uh, opens up a lot of possibilities for some really cool uh, uh, gameplay elements with some of these different two-way player guys so we'll see I, i'm i'm happy it's there and i'm definitely going to mess around with it in the tech test yeah i'm, I'm going to try to just draft him vr and then go from there see how it goes try to be my first guy go there i mean it's free redrafts here Cook, so it's my time oh man um, you're <laughs> good night <laughs> my time but yeah we'll we'll talk about the tech test and more next week we'll leave that full episode and of course we get another game feature for next episode, we'll go over that as well. But Hooks, well, I look forward to 23. I mean, yeah. we're, we're two features in without a gameplay trailer. And I feel like the, the hype in the community is is rolling and keep on rolling on that hype train. And who knows what happens when we get the gameplay trailer. So, but either way, fun episode this week. We'll talk about the tech test all next week. Be sure to Make sure you're subbed to our YouTube if you're watching right now, youtube.com slash inside the show. We're also on Twitter, twitter.com slash inside the show PC. Once again, that's inside the show PC. You can find my buddy Cooks on Twitter, twitter.com slash Cooks46. You find all socials there. I'm at ScuffyBD TV. You guys enjoyed the tech tests. Let us know how you feel in the comments of this video. We'll talk about those questions and comments for next week next week on the next week's episode and uh let me get out of here before you know i stumble across my words like i've been doing throughout this episode so uh, you guys take care you guys have a good one see you next time